spending time with her husband, friends, family, including her 12 grandchildren. In her spare time, she connects and celebrates with the women involved in motorsports, taking you behind the wall about their journey of life, racing, and how they juggle everything to make it all work. Welcome to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Strap in, window nets up, the pedals are down, and when the green flag drops, we go. This is Melinda Russell with Racing Girls Rock Podcast, and my guest today is Valerie Thompson, and Valerie has a very interesting racing story, and the things that she's done in racing uh, compared to no other woman that I know, and so I'm excited for her to tell you her story and for us to learn a little bit more about her. So Valerie, why don't you start by just sharing a little bit about yourself, your family, whatever you're comfortable sharing. And then um, I'd like to hear your racing story. How did you get started in motorsports? Perfect. I can start from the top, <laughs> but if you had an hour and a bottle of wine, I could share everything. Okay. We have <laughs> all in the a time nutshell, <laughs> In a nutshell, um, I am born and raised in Tacoma, Washington, and I have a fairly a big um, a family I, I came from. Um, and I have four brothers, a sister, and uh, we're all in all different locations. But um, I moved to Arizona in 2004 only because I wanted to ride my motorcycle full time. And I just wanted to be somewhere that was warm and people were so uh, you know, healthy and fit and the sun was just gleaming. And um, even though it's really hot, but um, it's only for, a, it's a dry heat and it's only for like three, four months out of the year. So um, that's, that's my, my, you know, born and raised uh, Tacoma, Washington, live currently in Scottsdale, Arizona. So that's how I, where I am now. <laughs> yeah. And so we connected uh, several months ago and actually we were going to get together when we were when I was in Arizona but between COVID yes. and everything we just didn't have a chance to do that so we will do that this fall yes. when I'm there but at least we were able to connect today um, on here because I want people to hear about you and about all the things that you've accomplished so uh, a beautiful young woman like you how did you get involved in racing motorsports? Well, it, it all stemmed from being a little bit out of control and using the throttle, not the brake, um, too much on my on this hand. And um, I was told I was a little bit out of control that I should take it to the track. Um, you know, after feel, feeling about two inches tall after that comment, it was the best comment and the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, you know, because I was a little shy still at that time, and I was feeling like I was just riding to keep up with everyone else. Um, I never liked to ride in the back, and I always liked to ride in the front, and that's where all the action happened. So uh, that's when everybody got to go fast and being out of control. Um, it wasn't from a police officer, it was actually from a friend, and um, we took it to the track. And I have to say, is you know, I never left. I, I fell in love with the drag strip. Uh, I used to drag race motorcycles and um, in between drag racing, I started racing at Bonneville as well. Right. And so how old were you when you started actually racing? I was 38 years old when I started racing. So, you know, I'm probably the living proof of it doesn't matter what age you are, you can still, you know, go after things, go for a new career, chase a new career. Um, you know, if you've got the passion, uh, you know, for a great throttle that goes fast, <laughs> I guess that you can do anything. It doesn't matter motorcycles or, you know, being an attorney or a doctor or what, what, what whatever you want to do with your life. It Age, there's no limit. Speed has no limit. That's right. And, you know, it's, it's nice to hear that you started a little later than most because some people would think oh that's retirement age for a motorcycle racer and yeah. and it's really not it's it's mm -hmm. about how good your condition is it's about your mindset 
and your equipment, you know? And so yeah. I love- And the people you surround yourself with, right. you know? That's the biggest, one of my best advice is, about, you know, is uh, to surround yourself with the right people. You know, there's a partnership for that. And when you got the right people on your side, you both and all can accomplish anything you want. Yeah, because you've got that encouragement. So it's the positivity behind you. It took me a long time to learn all that because I learned <laughs> the hard way, let me tell you. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it takes the hard lessons for us to learn. And it's okay the... because I, I always I always knew that the road isn't every is is not straight. There is some bends in the road and that applies for everything in life, everything that you do. Um, it's not all easy and straightforward. <laughs> no, it's not. So how did you transition from racing to Bonneville? Because that's a huge difference. And the, I mean, the, the speeds on the drag strip are high enough, much less yeah. at Bonneville. And I know you hold some records. So why don't yes. you share how you, you know, what happened? Who suggested you go to Bonneville? And, and the equipment would have to be all different. How did all that work out? Um, well, that worked out. Um, we were we were talked into going to Bonneville from one of my sponsors, um, Legend Air Ride Suspension, uh, based in uh, right by on the outskirts of Sturges, um, South Dakota. And he, his name is Jesse Jurens, and he was the owner of Legend Air Ride Suspension. If you um, are a woman that that. Can't, is not able to touch their toes <laughs> on the ground. They're great. It's a great piece of equipment, but it also looks really cool when you can touch um, what, what the suspension does. It goes up, up and down, um, you know, for your riding comfort, for even going on long rides. Um, so he was the one that said, hey, if I bring my custom bike out, will you race it at Bonneville? And by the way, bring your turbo v-rod out there too and we could get some pictures and you know you, you know you can see how fast you can go compared to the drag strip and so we did and um that's really how it started uh to to be at in Bonneville and I really literally tried to come up with every excuse that I could of not to go to Bonneville because I was so afraid um of racing on a different type of texture surface um, I picture the Bonneville as like snow in my hometown of Washington. You know, it's all compact, it's slick. And hey, if I turn a certain way with my tire, I might probably pinch me right off. So I got thinking, oh, I'm sick. I'm not feeling good. Oh, I couldn't do that. So I just went for it. And it was probably the best decision I probably ever made because it was an easy transition you know, when you're on a drag strip, you go fast and, you know, there's a lot of other things that are um, so important. You know, you got the tree, you know, the timing lights and, you know, you, you can't be too early and you sure can't be too late. And then, you know, there's the gears that you shift through. And then, you know, the finish line is the best, funnest, you know, place to be uh, and to stop safe and sound. But I wanted more. I wanted to go faster, you know, and you know, a quarter mile is great and it's fun and it's fast, but I wanted to go faster and longer. You know, my, my thrill, I had it, I needed to uh, be there for a little longer. So how, what was the fastest you ever did in mile per hour on the, on the drag strip? So we can compare that. It was about 190 miles per hour in the quarter mile. Um, 706 seconds, I believe it's 7.06 seconds. Okay. Um, so that was the best I've ever achieved out of on my, um, in my drag strip career. Um, you know, I, I, I tried several times to re-equate myself to go back to the drag strip. Um, but my heart is really at Bonneville and, um, my heart is really just going super fast. And I, I just, I couldn't pick up where I left off from when I was drag racing. And um, I, my, I guess maybe my mental brain, <laughs> my mental focus, everything about racing on the drag strip just didn't work out for me. But, you know, God has a plan for everything. And I am there to shine on the racetrack at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Absolutely. So um, tell me a little bit about 
you know, like when you go there, is that once a year? When do you go? You know, what, what, who else is there? Like what other kinds of, are there cars there at the same time? Is it just motorcycles? Uh, you know, it's someplace my husband and I have talked about, we'd love to visit. Yeah. Um, so tell me about that experience. Like, you know, what, what's that look like when you go there? Um, well, the Bonneville is always usually around the same time every year for the past 60 years. Um, and there's a speed week, which kicks off the events. Speed week is really our, our, our hugest race. And that's a mixture of cars, um, trucks, <laughs> motorcycles, um, three wheelers, um, everything that has wheels will probably go to speed week. Um, and it's open to the public and um, you can, you know, hang out in people's pits, you can go by and chat with them because they're all really friendly. Um, they want to show off what they've been, you know, working on for, you know, 15 years, 10 years, five years, one year. They want to talk, they want to let you in on what they've done. Um, so the Speed Week is a great one to be at, you know, for those people that don't know anything about racing with the salt flats because you get a mixture of both. Um, and then they have other multiple events after that. And then we have the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trials, which is a motorcycle event only. So if you're a true motorcycle and you don't care about the four wheels, then you go to the Bonneville Motorcycle Speed Trial. And that's always at the end of August. Okay. And then we have a couple more events after that, but um, they're all open to the public and everyone and anyone is all welcomed. And it's a great time to let our, our beautiful two wheels, four wheels shine on the racetrack and go as fast as our hearts will let us. Yeah, that, sound, that sounds amazing. I, I know my husband would get a big charge out of that for sure. And, and I would too. So when did, what, what year did you first go to Bonneville? I went to Bonneville in 2005 is my first year in Bonneville. And at the time at the Bonneville motorcycle speed trials, there was only three of us ladies. I, you know, I don't know how many the men were there, but I wasn't counting them. <laughs> I was just counting us ladies, but we have a picture with all three ladies of when we first started um, racing at that event. Um, and that was pretty special to be one of the top three and we're all top riders too. So we're still out there racing and Erin Hunter seal. She's been, she's an incredible racer as well. And, um, Belvine, she's great. And, um, and then there's myself. So yeah, we're, we're at the top of our careers right now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty fun because it's a very select number of women. And yes, yeah. it takes very special women to, and men to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not easy. No, I know. And, and I'd be scared to death. So I couldn't do it, but I would love to watch it. So you've been going back, I assume, every year since 2005. Yeah, I've missed a couple of years um, in between. I, I know I missed like 2008, um, you know, but I had other things that were going on as well. And, um, and that was in the drag racing world. And, and then um, I think I missed 2011. And that's probably the other and another one after um, my little hiccup with that motorcycle crash I had. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So do you want to share about that? Because people maybe don't yeah. don't follow you or didn't know who you were. Um, right. Yeah. Are you willing to share about what happened? Absolutely. You know, if you don't talk about it and, you know, talking about something that is that didn't turn out well, I, that's just the best form of, um, you know, of me talking about it. it's just great, you know, so um I am proud of, you know, what, how it, the outcome came. I'm proud of my race team. Um, but we traveled to Australia in 2018 to, um, our attempt was to break the world record, which is the fastest motorcycle record and the record, the only record <laughs> is 376 miles per hour. And a couple of days before I had crashed, um, I went 328 miles per hour. And that was a really hairy ride anyways. Um, There's a lot of things that kind of happened in the cockpit that I wasn't really ready for, but um, you know, I was only on 
three cylinders and um, I was only in third gear and I still went 328 miles per hour. So um, the next attempt that we did was the next two days and that one didn't turn out so well. Um, I did crash at, at 363 miles per hour at the um, DLR, D, DRLA Speed Week competition. And um, I don't remember a lot that happened inside the cockpit, um, but I do remember coming uh, sliding for about a mile. And, uh, and I said to myself, if I can wiggle my toes and my fingers, I'm okay, I can get out of this thing. <laughs> I wanted to see what happened to the bike. I wanted to see, you know, you know, is it raceable again? Can we get back on and can we get back and do it? Um, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to get out so quick. And when I realized that something drastically happened, yeah. <laughs> I said, I just better be careful and just relax and let the professional um, people take take care of me. <laughs> yes, exactly. So what, what were your injuries like? Well, my injuries, I, I did walk away with some bruises. I had a, a nice big cut on my leg. Um, you know, I have a big broken heart from it, just like every team member has. And um, later I started having knee problems. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, I'm getting a handle on all that. And uh, thanks to the uh, my doctor, uh, Richard Jacoby, he's given me some great um, Wharton's jelly injections. And it's like a stem cell injection. So I've been doing that treatment and uh, some laser treatment just to follow up. And because I've really taken my my new career and my my workout career <laughs> to the next level. So I can, when I go back into that Bub 7 motorcycle streamliner, I'll be able to match my performance, you know, to the performance of the, the motorcycle. So I got to, I had to step up my game. Had to get some muscles. <laughs> there you go. So, um, have you have you been in the motorcycle since then? Have you been on it? Have you tried? You know, what have you done since your accident, as far as racing or anything? Well, what I have been doing, um, I'm I'm not letting that accident accident get me down whatsoever. Um, I'm willing to. I've been picking up the pieces and you know putting them back together one at a time. And I have picked up a couple of um, race teams that I do race for. Um, and I, I, I actually switched from two wheels to four wheels and I had the opportunity to be the pilot of the target 550 car streamliner, um, uh, which that record is 415 miles per hour. Um, and so, um, we, I actually got to test in it. I've tested in it like three, four times. Um, I had a chance to blow up two engines. <laughs> uh, we, they repaired them and um, we shipped the car to back to Australia where I did crash. And um, it's been sitting there ever since the uh, COVID-19 hit us um, mm -hmm. in March in 2019. So um, I've missed two events to race and two, two, two years, two, two events, two years. Um, at the chance of being the fastest in that class of 415 miles per hour. Um, I have a great support team with, with the four wheels as well. Um, but right now we don't know um, what our next plan is. Are we gonna go back out there next year? We don't, nobody knows as of right now. Right. Um, and then I started racing um, for Turbo Tiger for Angus and um, Phil Johnson. So um, I'm on, back on a sit-on bike. It's a Kawasaki Turbo Kawasaki. Um, and I've been having a lot of fun with um, the team and the bike. And um, I've set two new records with that bike. Uh, went 201 miles per hour in the half mile. Um, and I did a record of 200 and um, 18 miles per hour as well. So, and that wow. was at the Arkansas mile. And uh, it was really great getting back on the sit on bike because I know I haven't lost a feeling. And yeah. my husband said, when I left the starting line, he goes, yep, she still has it. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm saying, yep, for a 50 year old, I got it. <laughs> I got this, don't worry. So let me ask you, how does your family feel about you going that fast? Well, that's something probably that's not their favorite um, to talk about. But, you know, my mom, when she was alive, she really enjoyed my racing career. She would actually come to some of my events, drag, my drag racing events. She never made it to Bonneville. And uh, so, you know, my brothers, my sisters, you know, they're all like, yep, two thumbs up, you know, but uh, dad, he is not so much a huge fan of speed, but I know he's got some speed in, in his heart, you know, I know he likes it to some degree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, but, honestly, it's a little bit addicting, isn't it? I mean, to go watch yeah. any kind of racing it it can be addicting you just have to watch you can't miss going yeah. and doing that so it's interesting yes. that you mentioned the arkansas mile uh -huh. is that what um so i have a, yes. a young young friend named tk boyd you'll have uh -huh. to google her because she just set a record at the arkansas mile for her class yeah and she's maybe i want to say maybe 13 14 years old and oh gosh, she's yeah and she's in a Where little I need to talk. <laughs> she, yeah usually i want you to i want you to google her i'll try i'll try to connect you when we get off the podcast i've known tk for about four years and she yeah. was racing um little sprint cars and a friend of mine went to high school with her dad and connected yeah. her dad and i and so she and her dad became like family to me and then yeah. um she was racing these uh, little sprint cars, and then she's had the opportunity through some connections um, to do this, the land speed things, and she's been at the Arkansas Mile, and she just, just posted a picture of her certificate where she went. Yeah, I, I did too. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's so, awesome. so that's, that's really fun, and I had not heard of the Arkansas Mile until this week when I saw that she had done that and then you just mentioned it. So that that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, so we were there at the same time, I bet. I bet we, we all might have our been. certificates. And uh, just recently, probably I think last week is when I got mine. So yeah. Yeah. So I bet I bet you might have been there at the same time, which would have been very interesting. But um, so what's um what is it about going really fast or being involved? What is it that you absolutely love? I know you love the speed, but what else about it keeps you going back? Even after you had an accident and that, it, it just keeps drawing you back. What is it? Well, you know, I have a once in a lifetime opportunity to be the fastest. And, you know, that's one thing. But having the opportunity to have a race team of 16 to 18 members and we all come from all different makes and models and you know just the association with probably my team is one of the best feelings like i said surround yourself with all the right people in your life and it they make me shine they make me look like i have the easy job but they have the hardest job um, they're all dedicated. They all do this, you know, on their free time. They've been doing it for years. And, you know, it, we, we lost one of our guys, um, not due to COVID, but um, losing him really made me think, why do I want to do this? Why do I do this? And it's really for them. Mm -hmm. You know, they're so important in my life. I, get to it. <laughs> I know. Well, they're I so feel important in my life. They're like my family. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I want to do this for them. Yeah. Do I want to do it for myself? Of course, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm right. greedy. <laughs> but, right. um, you know, I, I do it for them. So, yeah, that's that's really special. And I love I love that you get a little teary eyed because that just shows the heart that you have for them. And that yeah. you appreciate them and acknowledge what they do. And, and, and you are the first one to say you can't do it without them. And so, yeah. you know, <laughs> you say, you say team, it really is a team and it's a yeah. family team. 
and they're so important to every aspect, even on the track, off the track. I mean, they're they're amazing. They're just yeah. all so important. So, and so the people that are on your team, tell me. Why don't you tell me a little bit about them? Like what 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 do they do exactly, and where do they live? Do they all live all over the place? And yeah, they they, they actually live all over the place. A majority of them live in Grass Valley, California. Um, and, um, there's a few of our, other of our teammates that actually live out of state, you know, like our photographer, Lou Fisher, he's, he's out of town, you know, we got the, we got the son of, um, Dennis, he's a, a Dennis Manning, which is, he's the builder, the designer, um, and he's a few hours away from his dad, but, you know, pretty much they all are in grass, some location of California. Okay. All right. And then they're writer over here in the hot weather of 117 degrees. <laughs> I know. I So my two daughters live out there. One uh -huh. lives Phoenix, but it's very close to Scottsdale. The other one lives in Glendale. And, and I was, yeah. I, you know, I always watch the temperature and I saw you're having a, a real heat wave for sure. Yes. We're supposed to get all the way up to 118 degrees. And I have to honestly say, I don't remember it being never that hot. And it's only June. You don't think about it being yeah, that hot June, yes. right I now. Know. But yeah, but yeah. that's why I'm back in Michigan for the summer. Yeah, <laughs> I knew there was a reason why yeah. you went home. Exactly. You snowbird you. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm one of those for sure. Yeah, exactly. So what kind of a legacy do you want to leave when you're all done and you look back and you know what? What do you want people to say about, about Valerie and what she left in the, what's your, what's your mark going to be on racing? <sighs> you know, you know, being the first to do anything is actually really super important uh, to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not afraid of being a beginner, even though I'm a professional, <laughs> Um, I just, my legacy, you know, I would have to be about, you know, the taking chances and, you know, and, and really, I don't know. And I got so many naysayers and doubters and just to rise above all of those, um, people is probably, you know, it's not my legacy, but, you know, to say I did it, you know, and where you said, I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that's more of a personal thing for me, but um, the legacy is, you know, being the first to do the 300 mile per hour, being the first to break the world record of 376 miles per hour and taking it away from Mr. Lovely Rocky Robinson um, after 10, 11 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the women's now that, that the women are really starting to really shine. And this is my time to shine um, right along with all the other beautiful women out there. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm I, just I, gonna I guess I look at you and what you've done and I think you've broken through for other young girls or women behind you to say, um, I'm, you inspired them and they follow what you've done. And if you can do that, then they have a chance to do that. And to me, that would be maybe what Absolutely. your legacy is, is that it, somebody has yeah. to be first and, and kind of break yeah. the barriers. And yeah. I see you as that person. And then, you know, the like I said, the younger ones coming behind you are gonna say, you know, she was my hero. She was the person that, that got us started. And so here's where I am today because of that. Yes. You know, it, it, it is, you know, when I first started racing, I never had a mentor. I never had anybody that I looked up to. Um, I didn't know anybody in the racing world. I don't have family, you know, and, and a lot of, I don't have any friends, well, at the time, that really went faster, you know, raced four wheels or two wheels. And, you know, so I was always searching for somebody to take along with, to somebody to, hey, can you put me under your wing, you know, steer me in the right way. And 
I just couldn't find that right person and I didn't have that. So, yeah. you know, I want, I was looking for that hero out there that would inspire me. Um, and I guess I just wasn't looking in the right places, but I guess too, um, it really just made me realize that I need to create my own. I'm a hero. I need to be a hero. I need to inspire. I don't need to inspire, but um, the inspiration comes naturally. They go hand in hand with what I do. Um, and, you know, just, you know, to, you know, when you find somebody you really are attached to, um, you know, just really make sure, you know, you, 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 you seek that person right. out, reach out to them, you know, and, and tell them I'm, I need this in my life. Yeah. And hopefully they'll respond back to you and, yeah, I, and I would think so. So I know you've got some, you're a record holder. So why don't you share, Alpha, what's, what's the fastest you've gone? What's the record? And any other records that you hold? Let's, let's share about those. All right. So we'll start with that. I have 10 land speed records um, and on various different motorcycles. And I would love to have a couple of more under my belt. Um, but we'll just settle for 10 because 10 is a really good number. I don't want 20. I don't want 50. I want really, really good ones that I really can remember all the numbers. Yeah, exactly. um, but my top speed record is 328 miles per hour. Um, and another proud moment that I am, um, that I would like to share is that I'm also a Sturges Hall of Fame member. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jesse Durins, the gentleman that I talked to about to you earlier um, about the legendary ride suspension. You know, I started with him and he's the one that put my name on the hat for the Hall of Fame and they all agreed. So um, pretty cool. That's a pretty good, you know, nice little, I love my hat. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Being a member with the rest of the most amazing um, two-wheeler, you know, people out there. I mean, they're from bike builders to, yeah. you know, painters to you name it and two wheels, the industry, they're out there. Um, yeah. yeah. So, and uh, I, I belong to eight 200 mile per hour club memberships and I belong to one 300 mile per hour. So being a member of the mile per hour club, like the 200, the 300, the 400 is like Tiger Woods green jacket. You know, mm -hmm. I don't have a green jacket, but I got a green screen behind me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I got 10 records. So um, yeah. that's what that's like, you know, to be, you know, a membership and nobody can take it away from you. No, those you can't, nobody can take. Somebody can steal your record and because yeah. records are, you know, meant to be broken and borrowed. They're all borrowed records. And I'm going to borrow, I've been borrowing Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching Rockies, uh, Robinson, his record. But, you know, we still have, our team has a lot of work ahead of us in order to get back up to our speeds that we were reaching before. So we right. got some, he's got some enjoyment uh, time for that record. <laughs> exactly. So what are your, what are your plans for the future? Like where, where are you at? When are you going to try this again? Or do you have any idea yet? Yes. Yeah, so what we're, we've been rebuilding that motorcycle and, and my team has been working so hard on their off you know, time and they've been, you know, helping re-putting this thing back together. It is getting really, really close, but we're still so far away. Um, however, we plan to run this Bub 7 Streamliner at the Motorcycle Speed Trials, August 28th. Um, and we would like to do a private test session before that, um, because we, I'm, we're going to have to start from scratch, you know, I'm going to get in the bike and I'm going to be pulled with a tow rope, um, with no power, just controlling the bike. You know, it's whatever, you know, about riding on a motorcycle, you know, all that information, you take that and throw it away for a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you have to start over. And the bu racing in the Bub 7 is a very difficult, um, it's very difficult to do. First of all, you're using two York joysticks to balance 25 feet long of equipment, plus, yeah. you know, 1,600 pounds. And you can't lean, you know, into the wind because you don't feel the wind. You don't know the wind's coming. 
and you're so strapped into that motorcycle that there's no room to wiggle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you can't lean if you think you're going to go one way. You have to use your your visualization to watch the the you know where you're going in front of you, and you also you have to use you know your hands. So yeah. To, steer with. So right. I use a foot pedal for my throttle and then I steer with two joysticks on each side of me. Okay. Yeah, that that would be, ooh, I can't imagine doing that. You know, I'm sitting here yeah. thinking uh, that would be difficult. Well, yeah. for you and for your, your listeners, it would be like taking a broomstick and putting the broomstick on the palm of your hand and, and you know, juggling it. And that's how you go with the opposite way. And so uh -huh. that's how you yeah, that's how I steer. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I never knew that. Wow. Yeah, Dennis tells me get get my stick out. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not accusing you of writing it, right? That yeah, would be no. worse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. No. They like me because I clean their trailer with the broom. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Much better. Yeah. Absolutely. So if if you know when you go to these events or even when you were drag racing and someone came up to you with their little girl or their teenage daughter or whoever it might be and asked you if this is a good thing for a woman to get into what would you say well first i would i would tell her hey follow your dreams you know you never say you know, never accept no for an answer. Yes is always yes. Yes is always a no in my book. But um, I would tell her never, you know, to, to go with what she wants to do. If this is something that she wants to do, you know, just be prepared for, you know, the long, hard hours and the work, the struggles, the ups, the downs. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, the, and all the sacrifices. Um, but it is such a great, time you know for us little girls you know for us adults to educate these little you know newbies that are coming up and uh, it's like you know giving them water and you know watching them grow yeah. <laughs> in my case it'd be giving them gasoline and watching them go fast exactly yeah. um you know so it, you know that's you know it's all about following your dreams and if you're passionate about something mm -hmm. you know you got to keep going for it you know yeah. never give up so so are there other women still like when you go in august will there be other women there and Absolutely. has that number increased um it's definitely increased um over time um it started to kind of trickle off a little bit but you know we're we're out there we're still you know we're doesn't matter how fast and how slow a, a woman goes you know out there they're just there and they are having the you know the greatest time of their life so and that's what is really important you know it, it doesn't matter how fast you go it doesn't matter that you're the fastest but it does on paper but it doesn't when you're out there and we're all in our uniforms we all wear a uniform we all wear gloves we all wear shoes and a helmet so mm -hmm. yeah well, I'm, I'm excited to keep my eye on what you're up to. And yeah. wow, if I could get there in August, I would, I would love to come. I think oh, that's, we would put you to work. Yeah, <laughs> you would put me to work uh, for sure. Because I, I just think that would be just something that you, sh you should be on my bucket list. You it know, should, I have things yes. on my bucket list, like the Indy 500. I haven't done that yet. And, mm -hmm. and some different things. And my husband is a big motorcycle racing fan. I mean, we both are. And um, he wants to go to the Isle of Man. He wants to go to Ireland and see the Isle of Man race. Although, you know, as you know, I'm sure you're familiar with it. They go zip past you and then they're gone. They're crazy. You they can crazy. see it on TV so much better, but. That's I what think. I say too. I say that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, the so, other thing I didn't share with you is my new, um, my new what I started to do in between my racing career is um I wanted to share that too absolutely I, um I I what started out as being one a part of my fitness regimen um playing pickleball for fun and and with my friends has now turned into now a profession that I want to start doing more full-time 
um, in between my racing, you know, of course, because, you know, there's a periodic, there's, you know, dates that are out there for racing and that's for racing. But mm -hmm. um, I really want to be that pickleball over 50 in that category. <laughs> um, you know, I really want to take it farther and farther in and, and go farther into it. I started to play with my friends in last February and I fell in love with, you know, the sport. Um, it's fast. It has a lot of resemblance of racing um, and the mental aspect of playing pickleball and, you know, the enjoyment with meeting new people. And, and every time I mention pickleball, everybody goes, oh, I play pickleball. And that's how half, half, some of my friends that I'm now reacquainted with that I haven't been acquainted with in a while that we now we all came back and we all started back to where we used to be because now we play pickleball so and now that's, that's, that's very been, interesting and you're gonna you're gonna love this and when we get together in Arizona you're gonna have to come and see me at my RV park because pickleball is one of the biggest things there and yes. so yes. when when my husband and I went over to the new park that we went to where we're going to be next year is in surprise and the first people that we met were at the pool that like the first night we were there and it turns out they used to live in Battle Creek Michigan which is 20 minutes from me and here we are all in Arizona and now they live I believe in Washington State I think is where they live but they travel, they have their RV, you know, and they're huge pickleball players and they go to all these pickleball tournaments. Like they're really big into it. And yes. there's another lady at our park that is like, she wins. She's like a big deal in the pickleball world. And I don't know who she is, but my husband and I have never played, but I did buy the paddles and the balls so that we're going to learn how to play because we both need to exercise and my friends gail and steve are going to actually be in arizona at the same rv park they live here in fact we're this is where we're staying is their apartment um they're going to be two blocks from us in the rv park and they play pickleball so i'm kind of counting on them to teach us how to do that so it's interesting that you've mentioned that because prior to this fall and winter i mean i'd heard of pickleball but i didn't really know what it was and and a lot of my know racers, they had tournaments and all over the place so yes a lot of the racers are like did you see what Valerie's doing now she's playing pickleball <laughs> do you know what pickleball is you know that's their second question they're all scratch your head no let's google it you know so it's like hmm you know uh, I love it so much that a couple of my friends said Valerie you should build a pickleball court in your backyard and mm -hmm. That's what happened. We built it. We had a pickleball court built in our backyard um, this last past April, and we were able to play on it um, about 45 days later. So we've been playing actively. I now have um, a proud owner of about five paddles, <laughs> about <laughs> 250 balls, <laughs> uh, a ball machine, and I have a, a personal instructor, uh, Jack Thomas, which you know, he's amazing. He lives here in Arizona. And I've been to two pickleball schools, not nice. schools, but camps for a three day camp, drove all the way out to um, St. George, Utah. And then my husband came with me on the second pickleball camp. And we went to Salt Lake City. So uh -huh. I'm trying to get him, you know, into it. But um, he's got to work for his day job, because he really supports the whole household. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, this is why I get to go play pickleball because right. you know, he, but he, he enjoys, works. you know, working and he enjoys, you know, my pickleball and everything's pickleball. I just downloaded emoji apps for pickleball. Okay. <laughs> so, Very cool. Kinda, but it's really neat because I can do racing. I don't give up racing. And I always said, I want to retire at 400. Well, you know, I still do, but, um, it's been a great crossover. You know, like I said, it's, you know, it's the fastest, the world's fastest growing sport. Mm -hmm. And when it's ready to play in the Olympics, hopefully I can be there because yeah. I've always dreamed about being in the Olympics. You Wouldn't know? that be fun? I've always wanted to be an ice skater once before and I wanted to go to the Olympics and that just never happened. But, um, you know, maybe one day. But yeah, uh, yeah pickleball is 
definitely um, helped my fitness. I've right. lost some weight. I'm gaining muscle. Uh, it's making me fast on the court, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it goes right hand in hand with the world's fastest female on two wheels. Well, Absolutely. The world's fastest female on two feet now. Exactly. <laughs> now if the I just get my fastest my pickleball right. player. <laughs> yeah. I want to be a, I want to be the champ on the court and on the racetrack. So. I'm, I'm with you there. And I, you're, I'm going to be your biggest fan behind you cheering you on because I'd, I'd love to see that happen for you. I think that would be amazing. I, I actually have my very first photo shoot for pickleball and uh, USA Pickleball Association. Um, we've been communicating and they're going to put me on the front cover of their pickleball magazine in August when we're at the Bonneville salt flat. So nice. I mean, it's like in a perfect world. I mean, how could you time it any better coming to the Bonneville salt flats? I'm, I'm inviting all your fans, <laughs> all your, are you, all your listeners and we can build a pickleball court out there. So we got, if we got a net, we got a, we got a ball and we got paddles and we can spray on some, um some paint spray that we use even for our pits and yeah. um it, it won't uh, affect the earth it won't affect the salt um it's biodegradable and it's all safe for us to use out there so That's hopefully we make cool. a little football court if not we'll just be bouncing some balls off my trailer there you <laughs> go just, there you just go. don't hit my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well you know what i i just i love how those go together the racing and the pickleball because it it is supposed to be really good for you and keep you in shape and that's the reason that I really wanted you know left for us in the winter to get started in it we didn't really get a chance and we were out there um, to do it but um, we're going to do that this fall and winter when we're there so I'm excited about that but now I'm going to connect you to my buddy who's yes. in the pickleball so now I've got two connections that I'm going to make for you, Valerie. So thank um, you. Now, also with the pickleball and the racing and, and for being at the age that I am, this shows everyone and not doesn't, I don't really have to show anybody, you know, I just have to show myself there. I just have to do it for myself, but this is why age doesn't have a limit. You know, there's no retirement at, you know, 38 years old to race motorcycles. There's no limit on your age. And, you know, I'm 53 years old and I'm taking up pickleball. So, you know, we, you can do anything mm-hmm. at any age. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it gives it's, us a nice rebirth and regrowth for my racing career. Cause now I get to talk about two things. <laughs> well, and like, you pickleball know, and racing. <laughs> yeah. And, and it just, it just gives you one more thing to have a passion about and be interested in and, and I, I, I absolutely love it. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you today, Valerie. So is there anything else that you would love to share about or that I haven't asked you about that we should um, talk about? Yeah, I, I, I heard from a little birdie that our movie, um, we have a movie that's coming out. We don't know when um, it will be out, um, but I think it's getting a little close to having some good traction. So everybody needs to go to my website, ValerieThompsonRacing.com, check out our movie trailer and you know go to my social media platform buttons to click on so you can uh, you know watch Okay. the progression of the movie but this movie is going to be like the world's fastest indian and i promise you you're going to want a box of kleenex to bring with you to at this movie documentary because there will not be a dry eye that will leave that theater so oh. be on the lookout for our um our movie documentary and um do you, do you know what the name of it's going to be yet I, well, they, they say it's Rockets and Titans, but you know how movie stuff changes yeah. and it flexes and it, you know, right. grows muscles here and there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, okay. as of right now, it's still called Rockets and Titans, but. Um, okay. All right. I'm going to be watching for that. And I know you'll let me know when that comes out so that we can and go to my website and buy my t-shirts. Okay. <laughs> All right, there you go. Oh, cool. Very <laughs> gotta nice. Gotta support t-shirts. the girl over here. We gotta go fast. We need food money and we need money for the team to put them up in the hotel. So yes, absolutely. Every, every t-shirt goes right to my racing. So okay. 
All right, sounds good. So I love those shirts. That's a that's a very cool shirt. So everybody needs to get a Valerie Thompson racing shirt. Help her reach her dreams of being in the four hundred club. We want to see that happen. And um, we, you know, <laughs> I've been I've been kind of following you behind the scenes and with you know. And so I'm gonna keep keep my eye on you, what you're up to and what you're doing, and hopefully maybe I can figure out a way to come and see uh the the speed trials and that because i just think and i know my husband would just love it we would love to have you there so um if you if you would like you know we'll get you we'll get you squared away so all right sounds good well valerie i've really enjoyed this we've had quite a time getting together but we finally managed to find a day and time that we could both figure it out and the time change we're three hours apart and and we figured it out and I've really enjoyed talking with you today and and hearing your story and and I know my listeners are going to love listening to it as well so um, any final words that you'd like to share um you know it's I, I appreciate you um you know being patient with me and you know um you know the, I guess the final words you know getting together me, meaning and um the final words would just be you know like whoever needs to hear this do not be afraid of being a beginner stay you be you stay humble enjoy every moment and be safe out there so that's that's my final word okay. <laughs> be safe be humble uh, and be you so that's awesome well, well, Valerie, I hope to meet you in person very soon. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Racing Girls Rock Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at International Women's Motorsports Association or on Instagram and Twitter at the IWMA Nation. And if you know someone that should be on our show, drop us an email at iwmanation at gmail.com.